Hello there. I am Paulo Belas. I, I am from Santo André, São Paulo. Transformation Information. Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School Podcast. Lesson 2. For Sunday, I said Sunday, October 2nd. Today's title. Statement's Intention. Hmm. Interesting title. Statement's Intention. Are you curious? What do they mean by that? Yes, me too. <laughs> so let us study the lesson. But first, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the Sabbath that we had yesterday, for your blessings, your presence, for reminding us week after week that you are a creator, you are a redeemer, you are our father and friend. Now that we study your word, please, Father, send down your spirit. Teach us uh, to learn more about your love, your care as revealed in your word. And may we be able to extend your love, your blessings to others as we get in touch with them as well today in jesus name amen well we've uh, if you've been a seven day adventist for a long time uh i've been a seven day adventist all my life so for 56 years i've been listening to these stories but i always get touched and moved by the stories in genesis found in genesis and the lesson starts with the following the world as it came from the lord was perfect Death was an unknown experience for Adam and Eve. In that context, God came to the Garden of Eden and warned, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the days that you eat of it you shall die. Genesis 2, 16, 17, from the New Revised Standard Version, NRSV. So the question related to these two verses, and you can read them in other translations as well, using the Sabbath School app or going to your Bible or online. How does Genesis 2, 16, 17 show the reality of free will in the perfection of Eden? That is, why would God have needed to warn Adam and Eve if they couldn't freely choose? Of course they could choose, right? But all the angels with, were with their fingers crossed saying, no, don't choose death, don't choose death. And what happened to our forefathers? They chose death. Isn't it such a tragedy? Tragedy of tragedies, I say. Now, sometime after this warning from God, Satan assumed the form of a serpent and entered Eden. Eve beheld the serpent joyfully eating the forbidden fruit without dying. Ellen White wrote the following in Patriarchs and Prophets, page 54. He himself had eaten of the forbidden fruit. It's true. Satan himself had eaten of the forbidden fruit. And nothing had happened to him. Because there was no magic in the, uh, in the forbidden fruit. You know that story of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. When Snow White eats the, the, the apple offered by the witch, the evil witch, etc., etc. You know that story. But it's an inspiration. Of course, it wasn't an apple. It was a fruit. The Bible doesn't say specifically what sort of fruit it was. And it's not the, the, the point. It was not the fruit itself, but the act of doubt and unbelief. Oh, Father, forgive us. Read Genesis 3, 1 through 4. 
Let us open our Bibles now. Come on, Carlos, move it, move it. Manuel, great to have you. Delma, sweet Delma, it's so great to have you. Zildo, it was a joy to meet you last week, yes, and to meet everybody from the class. So nice, it's a blessing to have fellowship. Genesis 3, 1 through 4. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. The subtitle is The Fall. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, You must not eat fruit from the trees that are the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You will not certainly die. Putting yourself in the position of Eve, why might those words have sounded convincing? Mm-hmm, disobedient lady. Mm. But, yeah, I'm going to have to have a talk when we get to heaven to Adam and Eve. Come on, how could you be so gullible? Huh? But... Focus more. Focus. Let us see what the lesson says. From the perspective of human logic, hmm, the argument of the serpent sounded much more convincing that the, than did the word of God. First of all, there was no evidence in the natural world so far of the existence of sin and death. Second, the serpent was actually eating the forbidden fruit and enjoying it very much. <laughs> so, Why should Eve restrain herself from doing the same? Um, because God told her not to. Um, God's command seemed to be too restrictive and senseless. What did you know, Eve? You had been living for what? Five hours and now you already think you know everything? Oh, shame on us. Shame on us. Of course, we don't know how long it was before, uh, after creation, before Adam and Eve fell. But, oh, mercy, Father. Second paragraph. Unfortunately, in deciding between the two conflicting statements, Eve ignored three basic principles. One, human reason is not always the safest way to evaluate spiritual matters. Yes. Two, the word of God can appear to be illogical and senseless to us, but it is always right and trustworthy. Yes. And three, there are things that are not evil or wrong in themselves, but God has chosen them as tests of obedience. Oh, interesting. We should realize that the experience of Eve in the Garden of Eden is not a single case in time. Every day and every moment we need to decide between the Word of God, which for many can be unpopular, and the seductive appeals of our su surrounding culture. Our choice will have eternal consequences. Final question. What are ways that the clear teaching of the Bible conflicts with the ways of the world. Oh, start making your list, right, my friends? Wow, very interesting lesson today. So, statements intention. My conclusion, what is your conclusion, my friends? What do you understand by the statements intention? Yes, yes, I think I agree with you, Flavio. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you too, Fabio. Um, yes. And Fabiola, I agree with you too. <laughs> yeah, the statements are, you shall not die, you shall surely die. So these are two statements, right? Two declarations. 
but they are in tension, they are in conflict, because one is saying the opposite of the other. Who shall you trust? Oh, Father, mercy. Well, this is Lesson 2 for Sunday, October 2nd. For more information, please contact us on Facebook, Believes Unesp. Tell your friends about our podcast, available on any podcast platform. Rate us, please, with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you, my friends, for listening, sharing, and praying with us and for us.